1: What's up, and welcome back to where it all began. Kind of Funny's MCU in review. That's right. We are ranking, reviewing, and recapping every single Marvel Studios project. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Texas Treat Latino Heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globetrotting, headshotting, rootin' tooting, three-point shooting, Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. If I
0: had a goddang trumpet right now, I'd do wish the... You did.
1: Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. I need everybody in theaters to think of me. Is it a trombone? <laughs> <You> know, <yeah. laughs> Yo, shit. And he's offending Nick off the fucking rip. I'm just... Rip. <laughs> I'm just yeah,
2: because someone was going to say in the comments, I'm saving you from the comments, <laughs> that's a trombone. That's a light. Well, someone that's was definitely they, I was going to go as my alter ego, Rick
1: Scarpino. <laughs> he never can would, you never imagine know. if you saw Rick Scarpino in the chat talking shit about you? <laughs> He knows me. <laughs> no way. 100%.
0: Like, goddamn we were, we were talking shit about, um, about Tim the other day, and we were like, all right, imagine somebody named. <laughs> great, great, There's somebody I won't name, but just mm-hmm. their name rhymes with Rim. <laughs> oh, no, Jim. Jim Reddy's. Jim Reddy's. <laughs> Jim Reddy's. Yeah. It was yeah. Jim Reddy's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I had a trumpet, I'd do it. Would you
2: believe, Tim, know. that we bring you up at least twice every stream? I, uh, <laughs> we? we? We
1: Oh, I wonder who it is. I wonder who could possibly be doing it. I wonder if it is the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpina. Hello Tim, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What do you remember what you were talking shit about me?
0: Uh, I was I was mad that you didn't um, offer up a- your home for at least 30 Bowl. people, 40 yeah. people, 50 people mm-hmm. to be inside your house for the Super Bowl. But I did. Yes, you did. I mean, I but it just wasn't like mm, I wanted to yeah. be wanted. Yeah. And it, it was more of like a, I mean, sure. Like if you want, like I need like a Andy, you got it. You got to be here, bro. Like Andy. everybody's going to be there. I need like a, you know, I want to be wanted.
1: You know, what if I told you that a couple of years ago I did that you were there. You were there. It was
0: great, yeah. you know, my Chiefs. Nick yeah. and will yeah. That up. the last by. time the Chiefs it my, and the Niners played.
1: It, it, was a, it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Chiefs were. I didn't even realize that. Was that was the Shakira yeah. uh, J-Lo. It was. I'll never forget that. She did the tongue thing. Right. Still thought about it. I, yeah. I still about think about it, it a lot. Yeah. Uh, thought but thought but from that, last year, I was like, I my theater is now complete, quote unquote. It's never complete. But it's like complete the iteration. I'm very happy with it. So I invited people over for the Super Bowl. I invited handfuls of people, honestly. Mm. I only have six chairs. I have room for nine total, but I only have six chairs. Yeah. I invited everyone. it kind of funny. I invited so many of my closest friends. I got a lot of yeses. You know who came? Kern and Shari and their baby two and a half hours late. So I just had the Super Bowl on downstairs. I, we were busy that weekend.
0: I just, it, no, here's the thing. I just sat in my bed and maybe like took a 30 minute nap here and there. Missed a lot of frankly bad commercials we'll talk about that later like we got to step this up on this everybody. we're gonna we're gonna do it on this yeah on the okay. show. <laughs> but it's just yeah, i just had on my bed i was just like man i wish I, I wish i was with the bros eating some tortilla chips i was still eating tort- chips in the bed i get it but no salsa that's, mm-hmm. that's you know i would have brought the salsa though a little bit too dangerous a <laughs> little bit too dangerous but um yeah so yeah jim reddy's didn't invite us to the super bowl
1: it's a whole thing and i i get it i get it and i before i know we're going already off the fucking rails here but i want to say i was with gia a little bit today and we're talking about uh people's style at the office and just like what what it's been like being in person with people yeah. and seeing how their fashion choices have changed over time mm-hmm. um specifically because we haven't really seen that much of it in the last three years because we're right. all working from home we only get the and Gio was asking me, like, give me the breakdown of every single person at Kind of Funny, and I, I started doing that. Now, the the long and short of it is, everyone has stepped it up. Every single person at Kind of Funny stepped it up, and I'm very proud of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. But I also was just like, there is always a fifty-fifty chance that Nick and I are wearing the exact same Jackson thing.
2: Sweater. We're sweater bros now.
1: So I just texted Gia a picture of us, and
2: I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll tell you what, the second the second I tried a sweater on, Sand's shirt, I was mm-hmm. like, this is the new me. Get your sweater on. Every part on. of me is just so warm. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and it's good. It's good. And I'm not, I'm not jacking it. It's just this was the one. This was the one. The color. I saw and I'm like, I have to fucking buy this. It's. But I do love that. Like, here we are, Nick. <laughs> It's One.
2: funny. It's funny because I actually bought another sweater last weekend and that's a lighter blue version of this that would have been slightly lighter than yours but still on camera with the lights probably looked exactly the same. Exactly. yeah. You got to right love
1: about. it. Anyway, this is kind of funny is in review each and every week we rank review and recap different movie franchises. Uh, it all started with the MCU, but it's went all the way down to magic Mike. So anything in between, you're probably going to be able to find on youtube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com or podcast services around the globe. Just search for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you. Um, our Rocky slash creed in review continues. We did all the Rocky movies last year leading into Creed 3. Creed 3 got delayed, so we delayed the Creed in review. Uh, Episode 1 will be going up on Monday, and then next week, Episode 2, and then, of course, Creed 3. Can't freaking wait. Um, That has a lot of... The middle of the Venn diagram going on with the movie we're talking about today, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Jonathan Majors. He's having the major impact, as some people Woo! have to say right now. Um yeah. those especially
0: people... in Creed, man. Like he's gonna be a force of Europe. Your...
1: Can you take me
0: out? No. That's... <laughs>
3: Hold
0: on one second. There, that's the note I was looking for right there. There's anyway.
1: always that Andy Cortez quality. You know what I'm talking about? Oh
0: my uh, God. His photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my God. This photo, Jonathan Majors, Barrett just brought up on the screen. Just,
1: it's so, they're so bulbous. Today, we're brought to you by HelloFresh, and you'll hear about that later. But if you go to patreoncom kind of funny, you won't because you get the show ad free. You get to watch it live as it's recorded, and you get to be a Patreon producer, just like Trent Berry, James Hastings, Colin Huguenel, Casey Andrew, and Nathan Lamothe have done. Uh, We appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Today, we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania, uh, released on February 17th, 2023. It is the 31st MCU movie. The 31st MCU movie. Bonkers. Uh and a little uh, context there. Ant Man and the Wasp. The second Ant Man movie was the 20th MCU movie. Whoa. So that's like whoa, we've had a lot. Yeah. You know, because that was post Infinity War. That's right. Uh, and it's before the, Endgame. Uh, before Endgame. Yeah. This is the 39th MCU project, including the TV show.
0: Was it the only one in between Infinity War and Endgame?
1: It was not. Spider Man. What was the other? Between Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It went Black Panther, mm-hmm. then Infinity War, mm-hmm. then Ant Man and the Wasp. Was there a Spider Man in there somewhere? Spider Man came after Endgame.
0: That's Far right. From Far From Home was after Endgame. Oh, Thor? Captain got... Marvel. Yeah. Captain oh, Marvel, Marvel. That's right. The 90s Marvel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's right. Really quick. If this is the 39th project, why are there 40. Shows, TV shows. Well, Tim was saying 39th project overall. You know? Are you counting guardians Sometimes Tim does math wrong.
1: I just I am. Okay, that's it. That's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. That wasn't on the list. And uh Werewolf Finite wasn't on the list either mm. for my math. So it is actually the 41st. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a lot. Thank you for keeping me honest barrett Uh this one had a runtime of two hours and four minutes, making it the longest Ant-Man movie. By a minute or two. But still, the longest Ant-Man movie. Once again, directed by Peyton Reed, um, who did uh, Bring It On, as I love to bring up. Also did Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2, and directed some of the best episodes of The Mandalorian, including the season finale of season 2. And you see a lot of that in this movie. I'll tell you what. You know? A lot of Star Wars in Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. Um, I was going to say a lot of Rick and Morty. It
2: did, a lot of it felt like a Star Wars. It did. Like when they're on the run. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool. But yep. like a Rick and Morty to me.
1: Yep. Uh, music by Christoph Beck once again, same person that did the first two scores and Frozen One and Two, WandaVision, Hawkeye, a whole bunch of other things. Um, I will just say, off the rip, you know me, I yeah. really, really love scores. I love when we get the same composer coming back multiple times because that is a almost guarantee we're gonna get a through line of scores and character themes, which the MCU I mean, we're getting to the point that I can't say this anymore, but like traditionally the MCU hasn't really carried things through. We're at the point now that they tend to, like it tends to be a lot better. Um, I was supremely let down by the score in this movie. And the Emma theme is there, but it was like my least favorite version. I've loved how in one and two, the score could kind of like get or small to meet what the action Mm -hmm. was happening here. And I feel with this one, it kind of just turned the score into generic sci-fi stuff. So a little let down there. You guys agree, disagree? I would say that's accurate.
0: I couldn't tell you what the Ant-Man theme is, Tim.
1: It's the dun 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 dun
0: Remember when he went to
2: school it goes beep beep beep
1: beep 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 beep
2: beep 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 beep. That's the different thing. I
0: wanted to see how long he would keep going.
1: It's fucking great. It's it is a it's a really 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 good good theme. Song was I was like, but this one didn't do great with it. Um, I was thinking, I
2: think I was thinking of the score to the Life Aquatic, which is weird.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to see how long it could
2: be. Two minutes. <of> because <laughs> in
1: the school it was like the video game eight yeah, it was remix. Cute. That's what I was the trying to do.
2: But uh, you know what's funny, Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call you the ultimate yes-and man, okay? <laughs> because you get this. You get the comedy we've been doing, trying to cultivate and do here for eight years. It's innovative. <laughs> it's evolutionary. It's revolutionary. It's innovative. Right? <laughs> fucking Andy, mm-hmm. they they call, he's, let's put it this way. If he was one of the fucking Flying Graysons, he would definitely go splat on the goddamn wow. concrete. Wow. Because he's always leaving people out to hang with comedy, comedically speaking. Uh-huh. Did your iPad die? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go why do you keep going? He <laughs> said. <saying?
3: laughs>
0: I'm trying to play Los Lonely Boys. I don't know why it's not working, dude. There we go. Kind of, it's kind of there. There we I go. There getting, we go. I don't have
1: my guitar pick. Okay. What do you want? That's me? the problem, everybody. No me? guitar pick. Yeah. Um, this movie, uh, no recorded budget which is very rare for a, Three. a, a you know, it was zero i guess yeah. um i couldn't find any info on it which was very weird for a, a new movie like this but whatever box office uh normally uh we don't have the info cuz it's coming out right now like the movie just came out today technically last night for the previews um but the little bit that we have right now is disney marvel studios emin and the wasp quantumania is headed to being the third highest opening for president's day weekend as well as february while four-day estimates are wild are, are wilds between 115 and 125 million. Today's shaping up to be around 44 million uh, for a three-day at 100 million at 4,000 theaters. It's pretty damn good. Um, top three days of February and President's Day are Disney's Black Panther at 202 and uh, Deadpool 1 at 132. So hmm. this movie is tracking under Deadpool 1, mm-hmm. which is... Interesting for a couple reasons. One, Deadpool one being a major success, being R rated and making that much money. But also, that was at a point that like Marvel was at its peak. You know, like the the peak hype of the leading into Infinity War, everything. And Deadpool was like a very exciting property on the the Fox side of things. So I don't know why I had thought the Deadpool one took a while to get going.
0: I don't know why that was in my mind that it was kind of like took a bit of word of mouth to get around that. No, this is like a Yes, it's all rated and it's a superhero movie, but this is like a good, a fun comedy to be.
1: I think watching. that helped. It's like end yeah, result okay. being as high as it got. Um, but yeah, anyways, a- this is tracking very well. Is the the long and short? It's going it. to do well. Um, but I want to know what we think about mm-hmm. this movie, um, Nick. I want to start with you. Sure, uh, I liked it. I enjoyed this film. Uh,
2: there's a lot of good comedy in it. There's a lot of comedy that didn't work in it um it's very enjoyable and i obviously like watching paul rudd reprise the character of ant-man and do that thing is uh it's always fun um a little disappointing in 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 some aspects of it um i thought jonathan majors did a great job as kang but ultimately leaving it it left me with the same taste that i had at the end of guardians where we're like cool we're gonna see thanos for a second but it's really not gonna mean too much to me um because he's not scary yet But I think it has all the makings and all the trappings of someone that's going to be a very, very ominous villain. Uh, And I'm very excited to see how they set up and progress his character. I think they did a really good job basically laying the foundation for that. But I didn't leave thinking, oh, God, this guy is going to be the bigger baddie than Thanos, which I think I was looking forward to. And it unfortunately didn't work. But um, I liked a lot of the side characters. And I totally forgot Bill Murray was in this movie.
0: That's
1: right. Yep. Andy Cortez.
0: I was pretty disappointed with this movie. I... I think this is the most mixed bag of any movie we've had with Marvel, where for as many times as I, as I laughed as hard as I did, I was equally on the other side like, this is just kind of nonsense. Like This just feels like nothing. Like It just felt like there was no consequence in a lot of moments when we are in this area we aren't really familiar with. Kind of feels like it's lessening a lot. Of, like obviously, the big threat is we can't let Kang out of here because this is where he's been banished. Mm-hmm. But when we're being introduced to all these random characters that don't largely don't mean anything to me, um, I, I was just pretty disappointed with a lot of the movie. Um, again, that being said, though, like I, I, I think this is maybe the funniest Paul Rudd's Ant Man has been in the whole, like in his whole MCU. Um, I think this has some of the funniest lines of Marvel of some Marvel movies, and also equally some humor that just didn't work for me at all. Um, I don't want to act like it's just a hundred percent comedy working. You didn't um, like I have holes. Yeah, that was a weird payoff that we just didn't need. I have uh,
2: holes now. I'm like,
0: yeah. Um, but th- so much of the rest of it worked so great for me. I love that Modok was treated as a joke. I was so worried how they were going to try to frame this and like are they going to try to legitimize this person? How can we take this dude serious when he looks as awful as he does? And I'm so glad that they just kind of played the role of the audience of like what the fuck happened to you? Why do you look that way? It was, those moments were freaking hysterical, dude. Like I I I had a lot of laughs at the expense of Modoc just getting made fun of and just kind of being a joke in this movie. It was like, Cross? Why do you look like shit? You know, a lot of great moments like that. Um, other than that, I think that Jonathan Majors really excites me for... Oh, Jesus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> did stuff
0: to me right there. Other uh, other than that, I think that Jonathan Majors as, um, as Kang really just gets me excited for the rest of the next several MCU movies because I think he was that damn good. I think his performance is so incredible. He's so evil and like you feel how scary he can be when he's in those sequences with cassie and uh scott in sort of like those little jail areas um yeah i'm super excited for the rest of the mcu but i was pretty largely disappointed by this movie overall um yeah
1: him this is the most disappointed i've ever been in a marvel studios project really hard stop and i say that because i expected The most from this movie like being the beginning of phase five and even before we officially knew that just knowing that kang was the main villain of this movie and what they were setting that up to be i've been a big fan of the ant-man movies and we've said this a million times but they're low on our ranking but that doesn't mean that they're bad just means that there's a lot of really good stuff in the mcu we love paul rudd we love the supporting cast of ant-man they're so good this Movie chose to not use most of the supporting cast that we really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Lewis is a major, major fault to this movie to me. Where was TI? Uh, where, where <laughs> the <fuck> was <laughs> TI? Besides I was making Polka horrible Man. decisions in real life. Um, well, we know where Polka Dot Man was. Uh, Did we see, the little gummy guy, he was the voice of the, the gummy yeah, hole that was guy. Perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Wow, that's perfect. a good that's you know what,
0: that dude's got range. David, that's Malchin, that's Malchin. Great range. I, I, I knew Zilli. that he. I knew that he voiced somebody. I just wasn't sure that was him. That was a very good job by him.
1: But this is the the movie that I had the most potential in that just did not meet the mark for me. Where I this is the first movie. Not. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. This is one of three movies in the MCU that I didn't want to watch again in theaters. And I'm actively in that moment right now where door the dark world, Eternals, and this. And I think that says something. That's not where I'm ranking it. I don't think that it's that low. I do think this is a good movie. But I think that the the kind of promise of an Ant-Man 3, based off everything we know, uh, with Kang as the main villain, this being the beginning of Phase 5, I expected this to be a top 10 MCU movie for me. And I was supremely let down. It is not anywhere close to that. I enjoyed the entire time watching this movie. Um, I will eventually watch it again, and I'm pretty sure I will like it more the next time I watch it than now um, in the future. Watching it right now again, I don't think that that would be the case. Um, There's just not much here, and I think that's kind of it at the end of the day. it's like It was very funny. There's a lot of um, really cool decisions and ramifications for the future of the MCU, but I think overall, I was uh, looking for a lot more substance, and um, I think that this movie just as a standalone, um, works okay, but it's not amazing. It's not special. It just kind of feels like a, a superhero movie as opposed to a Marvel Studios movie and what, yeah. that, what we've come to believe that's supposed to mean. And um, I can equate it most to two things, a mix between Thor, Love, and Thunder and Wonder Woman 1984. And I hate saying that. Oof. You know, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> I, I mean, in the sense of like, that, how is that going to fail? We saw the trailers. It looked awesome. Everything about it should have been mm. the best DC movie, and it was one of our weakest ones. I feel that way about this. Where the trailer like, had cool music, then it had <laughs> great, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal's the villain. And yeah. like, watching those trailers, the one bad thing to say was um, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah or whatever the fuck yeah. her name
3: Cheetor. was. Like, <laughs> che- <laughs> it's like <laughs>
1: uh, this doesn't look good, but otherwise, <laughs> like yo, this is about to be fucking awesome. We loved off. the first movie; like it had issues, but we loved it. This next one's gonna be great. With this one, I'm like. it's even more than that.
2: Yeah, I guess that my expectation was a little bit lower than yours going in because I assumed this was going to hit on roughly the same level as the two prior Ant-Man films, as far as entertainment value and sort of, like, consequences were concerned. I just assumed they were just basically using this as a vehicle to set up Kang and sort of lay that foundation, which I think they did, um, and just put some good humor in some stuff. There was, I thought, a lot of really cool imagery, especially when he's doing, like, the... Like the split, all all the different permutations of who, like all the choices he could make, and all that stuff, and then them boosting him up and all that stuff. So I thought that was a lot of cool uh, use of the art direction and some of the visuals of it. But I'll I'll admit that I I think the thing that would have really really made this movie work for me is if Kang had been like overpowered and so scary that they lose at the end or something like that. And they didn't everything was like sort of happy go lucky with the with the exception of him being like oh this cake's not great, which is a funny little comedic beat. Not really actually. Um <laughs> none that I'm thinking about it, I was like a like it. That much. Yeah. Uh but but and I think that was a misstep, right? I think they I I don't know why they chose. I mean, I'm assuming it's a comic book thing of like this was the king that needed to die so the other kings could take over everything else. No. Um it's it's interesting because when your character can be and I've seen people weird talk credits. about this, and I've seen people you know criticize obviously like Ant Man being not the most powerful Avenger. But if he can take down Kang, like it kind of lessens it a little bit, especially when we've seen Thanos take on Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, and just house them, just not even have a problem with them for the most part. So I, I think they have a little bit more of an uphill battle to making them to figuring out an angle for Kang that's going to be really really scary and really really detrimental to a lot of the health of uh of all the the heroes that we've seen so far uh and we just didn't do this so here we just got sucked into the box pretty easily i mean it kind of when it boils down to a fist fight at the end you're like oh I, I. yeah
1: but the thing there just real quick just yeah. to address that it's like i i do think they did a good job of uh neutering this kang where he is in the quantum world. he doesn't have his tech he doesn't have his ship he doesn't have his stuff so Man beating this version of kang like kang is just a dude at the end of the day so sure. it's like stripping him of his army and of his people and of his things that i don't think it's a one-to-one of Amman versus him versus thanos with full body body armor and his entire group of fear versus them
2: three but we did but thanos had a couple things going for him that i think they can still do with Kang. in that he had this purpose which Kang has but i don't think this i don't think we've quite seen sort of the ramifications of that but thanos had like the true believer purpose and it was and it was Something that he didn't want to do, but he he chose. He was on that path no matter what. He had an army. He was super smart. He was ruthless,
1: and we saw him do those things. We no, we s- didn't though. I just, I, I'm sorry to call you out, just being a fucking Marvel nerd here. You he didn't have an army until Infinity War, <laughs> and like that is one of the worst things about. Like we all want to act like, oh, these movies are building too fast in Phase Four. It's like Thanos didn't have the Black Order until Infinity War. But and he had the Atari, right? I mean, yeah, but by
2: extension, like, yeah, but by extension of one of his generals, who is Loki, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why Thanos Recon, is so scary yeah. because Thanos is sitting there playing playing the long game and being a military strategist. And to me, that's very, very interesting. And I'm sure Kang will get there as well because Kang has this empire and all these things. We just haven't seen the gravitas that he could possibly have. And then I think for me, though, the other thing that solidifies Thanos is w- with the scariest moment possible. Was you're like, well, Thanos is, is is fine and it's scary, whatever, but. When he goes up against the Hulk, he's we're gonna really see, and he just puts the Hulk on the fucking ground. And you're like, whoa, this guy cannot be stopped. It is in literally. My his tagline is, "I am inevitable," which is like the hardest fucking thing you could say to someone. Like, Andy, that's what we call you when you're gonna be a boxer. It's gonna be Andy the Inevitable Cortez. Oh wow, that's
0: really cool. Pretty sick. I was thinking main event, but that's
2: cool. Um, having said that, though, it does give. I think Jonathan Majors did a lot better with the role than Josh Brolin did the first couple times that he was Thanos. Right? They didn't really give him much, but the first what so, are you feel- talking about. <laughs> <laughs> With
1: his first time as Thanos was in Infinity it War. Was
2: Infinity War? Yeah. Oh, no, we saw him. We saw him before. We but, saw him in uh, in Guardians. Remember, he that said, "I'll do the, it myself."
1: That wasn't Josh Brolin. It wasn't. Was it?
2: Was it? I, I'm saying whoever, whatever
0: the Thanos character
1: was, don't don't it was. So, and if it was, it was just the post credits, right?
0: Uh, it, it was like yeah, that was the post credits, and then we also saw him sitting in the chair when they were like reporting to him. Yes, yes, sire, or whatever the yeah. Fuck, you know. But no, i, mean, I guess that was Josh true.
2: Brolin though. But anyways... Oh, either way. We're, we're setting him up. We'll get, my long story short is I think that Kane wasn't quite there in this one, but I'm hoping they can get him there.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that, my thing is I think that this was Jonathan Majors' is like very similar kind of vibe... Oh, my God. Very similar vibe to Love and Thunder, where I needed more Jonathan Majors and Love and Thunder, I needed more Christian Bale. Like The, the villains were the strongest parts of it, and I think that they were, again... I just want to keep on complimenting Marvel's casting choices because, like, they are nailing it with what they're trying to... What they want the audience to feel, it's, like, working out perfectly. I will say, though, that I think this is kind of one of those weird Alice in Wonderland where we're seeing our heroes in a place we've never really seen before in this way, right? Like, we've seen Scott float amongst amoebas or whatever. That's not what this is. This is, like, a completely different thing. The Star Wars. This is... I mean, here's the thing. Like, this didn't feel like a superhero movie to me because of the setting. There are so many moments where I'm like, what am I even watching right now? Where in Guardians, that's a different story because I know that it's a space action movie, a space action comedy. So I'm seeing our heroes that I'm not too familiar with in a setting that I'm familiar with. Space. Galaxies, space bars, we're on different planets. We're, you know, whatever. Whatever the fuck the Guardians are doing, that's something I'm familiar with. When we're down there, it really did feel like a random episode of Rick and Morty where they just happen to shrink themselves down and go to some planet within a planet. That's an actual episode <laughs> of Rick and Morty. And it's like, what are the, like, I just, it felt like nonsense. It felt like an episode that you could just kind of like, ah, you don't got to watch that, but, you know. Just wait till, watch, watch the Kang shit maybe. Maybe fast forward till whenever he's on there. When Kang is giving his backstory, when Kang is giving his motivations and we're seeing where he came from and then we have that cool reveal moment where Michelle Pfeiffer's like, oh, fuck, you, you, I didn't really realize who you are until That's I had this moment. vision or whatever. Yeah. All of that shit is so cool. And I just like, everything before that, so much of the setup of what this um, uh, what this quantum realm is, so much of the setup is what of what Michelle Pfeiffer was doing the whole time, I think was just, like, really, really bad. Like, a lot of the writing in how she's describing what happened to her, it just felt like really piss-poor writing to her. I'm just like, I'm making, like, a stink face. Like, this is bad, man. I'm not really enjoying any of this. And then I think the movie picks up a bit later. But, yeah, unfortunately, I just, so much of it didn't vibe for me, aside from the intro and getting the Baskin-Robbins stuff and the things we're familiar with of course
1: yeah my my two biggest problems with this movie are the placement of it like this being the beginning of phase five the first movie of 2023 the whatever the hell 39th 40th project in the MCU had this exact movie come out right after Loki season two I think I'd be so much higher on it but it's not it's coming out now and It kind of feels, and on top of that, though, I would want more backup because I want to see, this movie ends with essentially an all-out war in the quantum realm, and I don't give a fuck about one side or either side of the war. It's like Kang's robot army that we're introduced to here, and these characters that, like, honestly, none of them stuck with me. They were funny. Like, there was bits and lines and jokes they made that, like, I enjoyed, but, like, I... I'm not at all connected to them the way that I was the ragtag group from Ragnarok. And sure, that group included um Thor and Hulk and Valkyrie, but Valkyrie debuted in that movie. Yeah. There's no Valkyrie here. We get wannabe Valkyries, they're not. They're I was really, simply not.
0: I was really bummed out by well, Cheaty's character, Chidi from uh, The Good Place. Like, I know there was some rumors that he may be Reed Richards or whatever. I think that was like something Those aren't rumors. Those are hopeful motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, with with his inclusion in this movie, it just felt like kind of a waste. Like And Bill
1: Murray, same thing. It's like Bill it's all Murray, this yeah. nonsense. I mean, whatever, the, 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 hell, the Bill Murray
0: thing could just be like a Matt Damon type cameo. Like that's I think that's more of a fun type thing. Bill Murray's here. Wow, what a wild thing, but I'm not expecting off though. No.
2: They definitely they didn't they no. definitely cast Bill Murray thinking this is gonna be another Grandmaster moment and yeah, it was not. Exactly. And I don't know if that's because they were like, let's cut some of the Bill Murray stuff out or let's not let Bill Murray didn't feel like doing it that day or God, Lord knows
0: for whatever reason. But I was like, oh, I, mean, I thought he awesome. was fine. I just didn't no, really totally.
1: I didn't, Bill I, Murray was fine. Yeah, no, that I shouldn't be what we're saying.
0: No, yeah, yeah. I didn't think there were like, I, I, I just think that this movie has a lot of bad writing and bad dialogue that, I, you know, just didn't really make the characters
2: I think, live and feel good. I think another issue that they have is the same. This is the same criticism I have a lot when there's just a lot of characters. Is that there's just a lot of characters? Like name, what the hell did you like? Uh, what did Hope, Wasp do? Hope didn't do anything in this, and that's she's in that's, the title. It's of the movie. called Ant Man and the Wasp, and they gave her absolutely nothing to do with this. Mania
1: in this either. No, like wasn't. that is such an upsetting thing to me. Like yeah. it,
2: it was, it's unfortunate, right? I mean, like and, and Michael Douglas, that's great. I mean, I wish we had someone here that could do a Michael Douglas impression right now because it'd be super funny. Hey, hey, Scott! Hey, you're the you're
0: the fucking Ant Man, Scott.
2: <laughs> hey, you're the fucking Ant Man. He the, Ant-Man the say Ant Man. You want me to say the other one? Can
0: we say that? No, I don't think we can say no, that. Okay, on this Okay, we won't say
2: the other one. one. <laughs> um, may, may, may next time, Greg's here. But um, <laughs> yeah, go. but I mean that that's tough, right? You got two and a half hours. You've got a lot of characters, and they're obviously trying to set up Cassie, right? The, the movie was more about her, but then like maybe we don't need host in this
1: right (laughs) i mean i think i don't know i'm so let down by cassie like i i I, i'm so sorry and i hate to be this negative on this but this is legit how i feel like i'm so like i've read so many of these comics like i know what cassie can be this cassie is lame as shit like it's so she had funny lines and like some things are cool but the second thing that really upset me about this movie is we look at ant-man one we look at ant-man two the choreography and the let's have fun with tilt shift let's have fun with the them being small thomas tank engine all that all of that goes out the window when we're in this planet within a planet rick and morty stuff where you don't there's (laughs) it's all cg there's no sense and scale yeah that all of a sudden if you're big or you're small it doesn't matter. <laughs> like yeah. I, the the action scenes, it's like it's irrelevant how big you are because I'm not seeing you next to a car or a building. You're next to fucking purple bubbles and shit that like could be any size. And like sure. them fighting and stuff, I only know you're that putting you two... the
0: cast of Star Wars in an in a office
1: depot. Like, like it's, it's, it's like really. But I need shit like, and Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what it is because it's like you see them hug and they make the Godzilla joke and like sure it's funny. It's like written but you well know how enough. They look like but you look like, like, at them, you're like you just look like two people hugging.
0: I didn't realize that they were doing uh we're both big in this moment bit until like one or two lines of dialogue i was like oh they're both big oh i didn't that's exactly my fucking point
2: it's also and and some of that unfortunately you know some of the green screen wasn't that great because this whole movie is green screen uh there was moments where we saw in the trailers where they were flying on top of the the thing uh, um are like oh that looks bad and there's there's a bunch of moments in the beginning specifically when they go into the the uh quan realm where he and cassie are kind of uh, uh, you know Torn apart from the group that I'm like, oof, this is just straight up. You lit them and you had to let them do the scene. There's no dynamic lighting in this whatsoever. Um, and I just feel like it sucks, and maybe it's because I'm an 80s kid, but space travel's always gonna be cooler than going to whatever this quantum realm is. I just don't really necess- I didn't I find myself not really giving a shit about the fate of the quantum realm. And maybe it's because they set up that it's really, really small. And in my brain, I'm like, well, then it's dumb. Yeah, it's insignificant. It feels like nonsense. If it's it just so feels small like it and it's so there, so I think they they could have done a better job of setting up why the quantum realm is so incredibly important and to the fabric of reality. Um, but I don't even know if that was their focus, really, because I think the focus was just to tell you there's a bunch of kings out there that are going to come kill everyone at some point and take over something. I don't know, or we've got this convergent point that's going to destroy everything, which. He sort of hints at, right? But he's like if they don't have me then everything you know is going to be destroyed or whatever
1: it is because of all the different th- and I think they talked about it a little bit. Well, he's not right though. I mean, th- that's the thing is they're building a really cool story that eventually uh, I'm that's hoping funny. pays off in the way that they're they're setting up here, but like it's these decisions are made in this movie that don't give me the most confidence that they're going to continue doing that and like especially after Phase 4 with inconsistencies and stuff where I've enjoyed or loved the majority of the content we've gotten post-endgame. But there's been some decisions where it's like, why is this not adding up to that? Why is this here? And I'm like, I'm just going to trust you. And I was trusting them for this movie to kind of be like, okay, we're going to get a couple lines of dialogue that explain No Way Home, Loki, WandaVision, and all the multiverse stuff we've hinted at, mm-hmm. how it comes together. And here where we are, we see this thing where, no, it is he who remains, who we saw at the end of Loki, was the one that created the entire situation. We see in the post-credits of this, there's the Council of Kangs, all of that. They exiled Kang the Conqueror, who's the bad guy in this movie, to uh, because he was fucking things up. So it's like him being there is what allowed all of it to happen. So it's not that he is the one making it happen. right? So it's like different than what you were saying there of like, it's because of him. It's He has to stay in there. The quantum realm is so inconsequential. That's why they're keeping him there as a prison. But it's like,
0: so why am I supposed to
1: care? It's just, it's just like that's yeah. the thing. Is like them introducing the exile of him and all this in this. It just felt weird. Convoluted is probably the best word to put it. Mm.
0: I, I did really enjoy that the different character portrayal of He Who Remains versus This King. Love it. Because um, I, I did like He Who Remains. He um, was the opposite for me. I was like, wow, because wow. I, I remember specifically
2: being like, I don't know if I want to watch this character who obviously rightfully was like kind of lost and he was playing it that way or he was sort of like lost and like, which one, are, what's what's going on here? I was like, oh, this guy's kind of annoying to me right now. And then when Jonathan made, when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, that's, he's
0: a lot better in this movie because I think he's playing a different character that's more he's Calculated, he's brooding, he's it was so muscular yeah. so, was so muscular we didn't see enough shirt though. we did not see enough, enough abs yeah not enough abs um, but yeah
1: yeah so we're gonna get into the plot of this but before we do that let me tell you about our sponsors shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode remember those new year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to well HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and Fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel Power Bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options while I just love how quick the Fast and Fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com Slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. He's run, he's run, he's
0: run, he's, he's super hot. <laughs> he's run, yeah. he's run, he's run. Now here's the
2: plot. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the plot for Ant-Man and the Best Wasp, days. Quantum Mania. Um, we're going to go off of uh, just the dome here because I didn't get a chance to take some notes. I'm using, of course, the Wikipedia plot as well, just so everyone knows, uh, so we can kind of stick to some of the beats. But uh, help us, uh, help me out here, guys, if you can. And if I get it wrong in the chat or in, uh, in the comments, uh, keep your mouth shut. Keep, keep your, your mouth shut about it. Shut. Keep your mouth shut about it. No, I'm kidding. You guys can correct All me if you me. want. Uh, we start We start with Janet, right? in In the Quantum Realm. And she's like, the cool hood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I got this awesome, cool power that I'm going to use all, the whole time with all my hands and stuff, right? <laughs> what happened to the
1: power? <laughs> what happened to her power? know, I mean, Janet in the... Uh, I, I, I I'm Janet. So- I have to talk to Scott, not Michael Douglas. Like It sucks because like I want to love her, and she does stuff in this movie that's fucking cool as shit. It's just like there's just other characters, and things get weird where it's like they set her up and don't follow through exactly like you're saying here. I loved this scene of introducing her and Kang. I think it's inconsistent with where they bring both characters.
2: They introduce them. Kang's there. It's great. We cut to, of course, Scott Lang, taking a victory lap around the world with his book, which is entitled uh
0: look out yeah, for the
1: little for the, guy which little is guy. what's that a real book coming this september I did i order it wait. on amazon i did do i hope that paul rudd does the auto audiobook yes he gotta, yes, buy, yes, both. I did. You gotta <laughs> buy both
2: um he, he of course we get the beat of the 31 flavors series. So he walks in and he's employee of the millennial or whatever it is uh or the century uh, because he saved the planet, and then the guy that runs what uh, the coffee shop that he goes to is like it's it's completely free. Uh, thanks, Spider Man. And he's like, and it's got, and we saw in the trailer, but Paul Rudd has that one moment where he's been, his his back to the camera, he just goes, oh, all right, fuck it, I'll just keep going." <laughs> um, of course, that we'll get that beat play back later as the joke. Movie um, really starts off so strong, starts off really really strong, and Scott's just having a good time, right? He's he's out there, he's on his book tour, and he's taking what I would consider a well deserved break, right? I mean, the big criticism of Scott so far for these two movies. He's Scott. He's Scott. <laughs> is that he's never had time to spend with his family. And he lost five years. And he's, he's often this. He had to go fight. He's been in prison. He's, he has, he's missed a lot of his daughter's life. So he deserves, some would say, not, maybe not me, because I'm hard work. I'm worth the day I die. But maybe he just deserves a couple years off from being a superhero so he can go on his book tour and just enjoy his fucking family for a couple seconds no he can't tim because his daughter is an activist i got it she's out there protesting that because the city is illegally or uh, uh uh you know raiding homeless encampments which is very very close to reality right now which is weird i don't know if the writers knew that was going on in san francisco that's yes, a very yes, they knew. very very big deal <laughs> that's happening right now a little very close to home um of course they talk about it because it's because the, these people have been displaced because of the snap um but in reality uh, california just has a massive homeless crisis that, buy is a house, they, that is real thing that is a real do. thing everyone um and it's unfortunate but anyway she gets arrested and he goes to pick her up in jail she's like you're she resents him for some reason that feels a little artificial in this and this is the this is the beginning of me being like okay i'm not quite sure where we're going with this cassie character but it's okay cuz surely all the other characters will not enable her to do this and they do because grandma and grandpa, D- van Dyne, uh and, and Pim are like, Oh, we're gonna make we're gonna give you everything you want. They bail her out of jail. It's not the first time she's been in jail, but they didn't want to stress dad out with all this stuff. And he's like, What the fuck are we doing here? I'm her dad. Where's Judy Greer? Uh, where is uh, where's Bobby Cannavale? Where are these great people? questions? Why aren't they here? She just went to jail, and Judy Greer doesn't even call? What are they, in Hawaii right now? get they, they have another daughter or something we don't know about? What's going on here? They each have separate families. Uh, she gives her dad shit for, he you used to be a superhero, now you don't do anything. Meanwhile, Paul Rudd's the happiest he's ever been. He's so happy. He's smiling. So Everyone happy. fucking loves him. His yeah. life is great. And she's like, you could be doing more. And he's like... I saved the fucking world. He's finally like getting universe.
0: recognized. We saw him in Endgame not getting recognized yeah. at the restaurant. You Remember? know, people he, oh, know he who wants he a is picture now. with you. He's like, no, just you, take the yeah, take, take the guy. <laughs>
2: it's
0: a great moment. God, Endgame is good. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> good movie. Uh, Cassie
2: has absolutely zero ramifications for having gone to prison for the fourth time. But instead, they're like, you should really see what she's working on. Let's go down to the basement and check this out. What's she working on? That's right. A radar satellite system so that they can map the quantum realm. And they're going to send a signal down there. And nobody. I do this.
1: Go for it. I, I, I really hate it because, like, I know how annoying it can be to be like, hey, you're complaining about shit. It's a fucking movie. To be building a quantum realm. <laughs> you're telling me that that little girl slash big girl, depending on how you want to look at it. Big kid. Is a Peter Parker. Like, no. Fuck you! No! You were not doing this. You are not a scientist. What the actual fuck? Like why? We're just supposed to believe oh it's superhero movies, so yeah, of course the kid knows science. Like well, they, this is they, so Scott, bizarre. They set up that Scott's
2: smart. They set up that he was like an electrical engineer, right? Yes. So we know that. We've got Papa Hank and Hope is really smart. Everyone around her is super smart. So theoretically speaking, they are they are helping her with these things and she's figuring this stuff out. But that's like there is that logical that, that leap in logic where you're like, we set up that Peter Parker's really, 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 really smart. And we've seen him do smart things, and he's built his own gadgets, and that's all playing into his character, right? But even he, the shit that he does, you're like, this is a little bit of a stretch. So you're right, it kind of comes out of left field that she's like, I can map the quantum realm where there are no books about this subject because we just discovered this thing, and hey, everything's been theoretical up until this point. But that's not the more unbelievable part for me, Tim. The more unbelievable part is that Janet Van Dyne had no idea they were doing this the entire time. The one person who spent 30 fucking years in the quantum realm, they didn't even, they're like, we're going to spring this on her as a surprise so you can go back to that hellhole that you spent your fucking 30 years trapped in. They didn't even bother to consult her.
1: Dude, first moment of this movie that made me go, because I'm right with Andy. Up until this point, this movie's awesome. It's yeah. an Ant-Man movie. Oh, they're yeah. killing it. They're crushing it. Seeing them on the fucking top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Love so it. fucking good. That that haircut, wig. I don't know. I wasn't gonna talk about it, Andy. I mean, is it a wig? I don't.
2: It's not a wig. She cut her hair to look like this. I think. So what's the problem then? Uh, it should have been a wig. It,
0: it should been have a been a wig. a wig. They should <laughs> have put should have that wig out there. Out. They should have not made that <laughs> poor woman. Have that I know it's called accurate,
1: accurate, but I, I did not didn't like need it. it.
0: So is this like a separate? What is, is this a separate like song or what do we? Like, can you here is it? Can you play me the the abs song, but I'll sing the lyrics. I mean, I can't. I can't. That's a song that Baird has access to, but I could do like the "Should Have Been a Wig."
3: I, don't I know. know.
0: <laughs> Should Have Been a Wig with Scarpino.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Should Have Been a Wig with Scarpino. <laughs>
0: Madeline Stanley says, She just has bad hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm so sorry, you know, Evangeline Lily.
2: Like, <laughs> it is what it is. It's. It's just. A, it's. <laughs> it, it, I'm going to dog on the hair for a couple seconds here. You can. Only because it's comic accurate and it's it's just indicative of how poorly they used her in this movie. You because know, you know anyone what? that looked at that should have been like, uh, let's not put that haircut on. Or maybe maybe it's not as flattering as it could be. It wasn't bad. In moments, it looked okay. But her hair looked worse
1: than MODOK looked.
2: We're going to get the MODOK. Stand There's by. nothing. Wow.
1: wow. No, MODOK... Play it as a joke. legitimately distracting. It
2: looked like I fucked something up in After Effects, <laughs> and it was, I fucked up, like, you know when you don't, On you know, here's a joke for all the dork After Effects artists out there, right? All three of you who are watching this. You know when you accidentally un- Go ahead Heather, and do your
0: After Effects talk, right? Give it to right? me, ready?
2: Every once in a while when you guys are, you, you're, you're going right, you got 100 layers out there, and you go to scale something, you don't realize the scale, the X and the Y Aren't locked together anymore, and you accidentally uh, scale the X by 300% and it stretches it out horizontally. That is what the Modoc thing looked like. It looked like somebody just stretched it out, and at moments when it ro- rotated, it didn't look 3D. It's very weird. And they could have gone comic accurate with it and made him like one color and it would have looked fucking awesome. But instead, they just took S- S- Corey Stoll's face and they just like stretched it around like a, sm- a sphere in know? After That's Effects accurate. and threw it out.
0: What's that?
1: What do you mean the comics? That's how it looks.
0: No, he doesn't have like he doesn't look like a human being. Yeah, he does. He does. You, you brought up one version of him that you, where you're like, I don't know why they gave him human looking skin. They should have. And he showed me a variant where like he's like purple looking or something. No, he's human. Well, no,
2: they should have yeah. done, done. something else with it. They should have made him blue or
0: purple <laughs> or something I because think, it was distractingly. I think, I think bad. in order to get the comedic effect across, that he needs to look the way that he did. Um, I, I, I will say this. I just
1: it. wish he wasn't a joke. Oh. I, I wish they took Modoc seriously. They did. That is so hard to do. Though, man. I, I get it. And hey, look, they, can, they realize it and they're like, yo, like they kill Modoc in this fucking movie. They're like, one and done. You're here. You're dead. Cool. They knew they couldn't do it. So yeah. we're going to make him a joke. And I appreciate that. I think this is the best case scenario. Make Darren Cross from Ant Man 1 Modoc and we kill him. This is the MCU's best version of Modoc they could have done. Yeah. And I I appreciate what they did here because they, they made it a fucking joke. It's
0: either that or they pure they make him purely mechanized to where there's no real semblance of a human. And they would and they would have had to change him so much to where it'd be unrecognizable to be like, that's Modoc. What the fuck? He I, just looks like an android or something. Exactly. When, when he has his like
1: mask
2: on. Yeah. And like, fuck that. What I'm saying is I think they could have They could have kept the flesh tones but made him more stylized and more – I'm not cartoony, but something else that wasn't just Corey Stoll's because it was CG, which was weird. It wasn't actually his face in there, which is probably a smarter idea, but it was like a CG version of his face. So everything about it was just a little unsettlingly off. And at one point, Andy just started laughing. It was like the third time we funny. stopped.
0: Because it's funny as no. every time. Well, no. Was Roger really was because Roger was cracking up behind us. And that was making me laugh a lot as well. But were you laughing with it or laughing at no, it? No, I'm laughing at it, but they want you to laugh but at it. But they want you to laugh at it. But it's. But because
2: that that makes I'm with it. <laughs> but see, I'm laughing at how poorly the effect was done. I'm laughing the same way I'm laughing when Hulk, uh, Hulkbuster pops up and we and see his, Mark Ruffalo's face and it's. His just head like, floating? Yeah, it's not even <laughs> floating in the, in the space because no, it's the that difference... bad.
1: The difference is the characters themselves see it that way, so they're making fun of it, and they realize it's bad too. Right, but I don't think
2: that was the joke. But the it joke was, was that cro- it crosses Modok, not that the motion tracking on the face didn't mask, didn't match necessarily with what the helmet was. That's just a technical goof. Like whoever did this was like, oh, this is gonna be really, really funny. But to me, it was distracting.
0: So you're like that. saying like you want. You wanted the peep, you they wanted could have Weta, that back who worked on like Avatar to work on this face thing to where it's like it's still it, at least it's visually convincing, but it still looks like shit. Cause I
2: think the we're, joke we're talking the, like what the joke is that cross is Modoc and he's kind of deranged and that he is. No, but the cross is it. that he
1: looks stupid as shit. Or yeah. not the
0: cross. The joke is that
2: he looks stupid as I think as you shit. just didn't
1: find the joke funny, which is no no fair.
2: No. I thought the joke was funny. At the end I thought it was hilarious. It was like at least I died at Avenger. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And I love that they make fun of him. What I'm saying is the effect got in the way of the joke for me because it was yeah. so bad and so like distracting to me that every time he popped on, the motion graphic artist to me was like, What the that was the fucking final thing they did? Like we all saw it in the in the trailer. It just looks so bad. It just looks poorly done, is all I'm saying. Yeah. We don't have to limit it. Which that's anymore. what I'm saying. That's the joke. That it was poorly done on purpose. Well, I think there's two jokes and the poorly done, you didn't need I that you're for the other joke. joke. <laughs> Like Andy, Andy,
0: you know ass. what? I got your ass, dude. No, you know
1: this what? is going to be a thing. Andy, you're evitable. <laughs> now you're fucking like, evitable. I'm out evitable. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> that this is going to be a debate between a lot of viewers watching this of like, is this funny or is this not funny? And like, you're going to be on one of those two sides. This is a divisive movie for sure. Sorry,
0: right. I should have given you the better ride symbol. Hold on.
2: And that's it for Should Have Been a Wig with Scarpino. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> of course, Janet's like, what? You guys are going to go down to the quantum realm? No, you can't do that because I'm using the oldest trope humanly possible in just the worst fucking sitcom possible way ever. I'm doing this because I want to protect you, which is so. Just stop writing that line in your fucking movies. It is a la-
0: it's lazy it's so narrative. It's so bad. And I it's get it. It's even worse that it causes them to go in there. Yeah. That it's is at that moment. That's <laughs> the worst part of it. The wor- like the the stumbling into an accident. I would have much preferred if it was people in there that have been noticing there was a signal being set down there, and Cassie somehow... inadvertently picks it up and, and causes and, that. Or they summoned them and like were able to suck them in there. Or Which, like, by the way,
2: would have been a lot better. For King, it would have been a it would have been a better character moment for Kang if King if King was like I like, figured out. out how to send a signal up and and just lure ah! people in, right? Yeah, as opposed to the fact that was, I'm going to unplug was, this. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Like, what was King's plan otherwise? Just stay in the quantum realm for fucking eternity? Like he had no desire to, like he had no plan to get out of that. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, funny. the
0: idea of them stumbling into this problem yeah. was really it's coincidence, which is me, yeah. which is not good for the narrative.
1: And um, like honestly, like you said this already, but the idea like that. I love the beginning of this movie, but for me, the moment that broke it for me was Janet being like, I don't want to talk about the quantum realm. And she actually says it. It's like, it's a line they wrote and that she fucking expressed to us, the audience and to the characters in the movie where you're essentially saying like, we know that we could just explain this away, but we're not going to, because we have to make a fucking movie and we have to go down somewhere that none of us want to go. We don't want to do that. We want Lewis. We want, yeah. you know what I mean? We want, we we want Judy Greer. Yeah. Like we we know what we want from this. Like let's figure oh, this out. Oh, Bobby Cannavale. I just man,
2: I, man. yeah, Bobby Cannavale is the, yeah. incredible. Um I just I just really hate that narrative device where characters purposely withhold information from other characters so we can move the story across, But especially
1: a character that lived for decades in the place that was the answer to Endgame. Yeah. Like Tell these character. Tell the person that just wrote a book about how he saved the world more about how he actually saved the fucking right, world. Right.
2: Um, and I understand she's unpacking a lot of past trauma, and I understand that to her she wants to just leave it in the past. But when it starts to become life threatening, you have to imagine that you start not liking the character when the character goes, "I'm going to withhold this. I'm going to withhold this." You're like, why? There's no real reason for you to do that right now. We are in the quantum realm, and at one point she, she go, wasp goes. Ma, tell me what the hell's going on. She goes, we don't have time. We just have to go. And I'm like you're being hunted by something. And this woman, Wasp, has actual like battle
0: experience. She fucking helped save the world. Let her in on what's going on, so and she, she can do a couple, stum- And she's got a cool suit. And she so. never like stumbled on this device either. Never, ever, never. But I'll say this: because this cause device I'm sure, didn't take two weeks to make. I'm like.
2: sure someone. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there is going to, maybe not, but the one thing that I do want to point out is that this is not the first time we've seen a a trope or a stupid uh, uh, narrative device like this happen in a movie that I ended up loving. Totally. uh, In that, you know, Doctor Strange is like, I'm just going to do this spell real quick. And Peter's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, does this have to be done right now? That was a terrible setup for No Way Home. I'll put that it out there. Worked out,
1: yes. It worked you're right, out.
2: You're right because they had other things they could give us in that movie. I like the rest it was of based the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, so I don't necessarily care what gets the. I understand you have to have an inciting incident to get our superheroes into a situation where they can be superheroes, but this one just felt like it was very rushed and kind of. Uh, yeah, it's just it just felt hacky. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Anyway, we end up going down to the quantum realm and all sorts of shenanigans happen. First and foremost, uh, uh, we get everyone gets uh, separated. Cassie and Scott are together, uh, and they get attacked by a, a group of uh, outcasts. And for my first question is, wh- how do all these creatures live down there? Where'd they all come from? Did they all get sucked into the quantum realm? How come there's humans down there? How come there's not They're humans not down humans. there? They're not humans. But they are humans. But, but then, they, then there was one of them a goo not. monster, and that makes a lot of sense when you're in space because we have a lot of different planets that creatures could evolve on in space. But in the quantum realm, it starts. It's just weird. It just I think, I think right. the
0: quantum realm was more of a forget everything you know because nothing's going to make sense down here, which is cool, and I understand that.
2: But in a, i I've talked about this before. There has to be some level of rules for these Worlds. Otherwise, you do start thinking. Well, anything can
0: happen. So why should I care, dude? Like I, I can't even begin to describe how bummed out I became when they are initially sucked in, and the CGI is so bad when they're getting sucked in, and we're getting like oh, the flying through the and the ants come through by the, the way. Space of like I, I would have appreciated the more stylized Guardians of the Galaxy time or a, was Galaxy Warping where they're getting all like fucking. It looks yeah. like cartoony at a point. But when they land and Michael Douglas is like, Scott, I don't recognize any of this, Scott. I'm Michael Douglas. Yeah. And then Janet Van Dyne's like, I have some stuff to, dis- whatever the fuck. Like, all of the description of where they are and what they're doing, all the way leading up to her stabbing the dude uh, and then being like, eh, we're actually friends. Like I hate every millisecond of this part. Like I, I, it's in this movie where I'm going. I'm starting to get worried that yeah. this movie may not be good. <laughs> well,
2: this is where we, we get to Star Wars, right? We get to the small Rebel Squad having to fight the Empire, and they got to go to Lando Calrissian, and guess what? Lando Lando Calrissian, he he betray, double crosses him, right? Because we couldn't see that this guy is now a lord who gave him the lordship. We know that this
0: there's an emperor out there, his <laughs> King, who made this guy a lord. You I, can't I, put two and two together. I, I just I hate that movie trope. I, I hate the trope of oh uh, we think they're enemies just kidding they've been friends yeah, for the whole time. We stabbed and each like other. I think it can be done well and I I don't sure. think I I'm not saying that I will hate it from now on for the rest of eternity but I just think this it was done well. really oddly and weird here. Well, and, and it's especially since I'm not already loving the rest of it, you know.
2: <laughs> it's it's because it wasn't it wasn't fun, right? And I and I also I kind of blame Bill Murray a little bit on this and I don't know where the writing was with that because... No, I'm not talking about the Bill Murray part. You're talking about everything that leads up to the Bill Murray part. I'm, t- no, yeah, I'm talking about when Janet... Oh, when she cuts the guy's arms off and the, the, all that, that stuff, yeah. part. That, yeah, I'm that- talking about that, and then I'm talking about when they go to the space station, and then they meet Bill Murray, which is like the land of Calrissian, and he, and he double-crosses them. I'm like, that's fine, but like, Bill Murray just, just kind of felt flat in, in this sequence, um, and it's unfortunate. And of course, we should set up that uh, Michael Douglas is still talking to his aunts that apparently are living i have lived thousands
0: and thousands of years right now super aunts are sending me signals super smart ants that, that, that's like the oh my god right we'll um, get to that later that is like the most baffling another, story moment so bad. It, another trope. it is shocking it is comedy it yeah. is again i've said rick a and morty yeah. a million times it is the most rick and morty fucking like suddenly these snakes are in the future and they uh know <laughs> like b- crazy technology it is fucking hysterical um i did like the drink the goo part drink the like goo was Had funny. a lot no that was had, great had a lot of fun Loved with that like oh that. hey
1: oh then you need the goo. yeah everything we're all good <laughs> <Like, laughs> drinking the goo is funny and has in-world consequence the goo. and explains oh this is how we all speak the same language um, they're, they're, that proves they understand how viewers are viewing this movie and that's why other things like that are like oh wow the janet handshake or handshake with the knife the, the knife thing. situation it's just like oh it, it was, comes off cringy. It was really Could have bad. done some other stuff with that.
2: It, 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 you know, it's funny, because like it, it, it's not a direct analog, but it reminds me of the comedic beat where in, in uh, Love and Thunder, where Thor comes in and fights. We get the Guns N' Roses. He does the splits and all that stuff, and he's like, great. And then he, he turns around to the people who he just saved, and he's like, Super glad we could come and help, and then the whole thing just collapses behind him, and then that guy's just a low key dick to him the rest of the time. <laughs> I'm like, that's the kind of humor that I think I've come to expect about this. They could have done other things. With this. Uh, the penis but. buildings are interesting. The penis buildings that are alive is interesting. They're, that was actually the ships being like alive. I thought was like, okay, where are we gonna go with this? And we didn't. We didn't really get to know them. No, which my is favorite
1: moment of this entire movie, which I think. The best review I can give of Ant-Man: The Lost Quantum is that my favorite moment in this movie, the first of Phase Five, the introduction of Kang the Conqueror. My favorite moment was a building dying in another building's hands. Yeah. <laughs> it was emotional. I like that. Movie. It was amazing. Like
2: legitimately, I love it. <laughs> I thought it was good. See, that's my thing. Is like my, my thing. My thing is like. <laughs> you know you've got these characters and obviously this is a herculean herculean effort to try and show people after 30 movies or 29 movies something new totally we're going to the quantum we've been to space we've been to earth we've been all these planets we've been to all these places we got to go to this place called the quantum realm which is just pure make-believe so when they're like our ships are live i'm like that's cool i don't need an explanation necessarily as to why it's just cool that's a weird fucking thing that happens here right I did kind of want an explanation. I was telling you this of like why there's so many different species in the quantum realm because last why are time there we, humans why la, why they're humans because last time we saw the quantum realm there was nothing in the quantum realm except for Janet. But we well, also don't know. We did humans, see. A, so.
1: We saw the city in the background. Oh, did. It's, it? it's, it's a blink. It's a it's an Easter egg. But like yes, we saw cities in the okay. background. Then in I the stand quantum correct. Realm. So there, there are other people the last ten years. But That's, like. okay, so that works out. Okay, but so, but no, still it's like they teased things and now this was supposed to be the movie. They explained things and I feel like I have more questions yes. now. Um of course we we set up over at Scott's camp that these are the survivors of
2: uh Kang. Kang is the conqueror. Kang is the person who has made built this empire and we are just he's killed all of us. He's run us all out of our things or whatever. Why I have no idea. This is the quantum realm presumably is infinite. Why you would need to conquer anything in this realm is beyond me. Um not only that I, again another thing that really kind of fell uh a, a little short for me in this was just I did I don't I didn't really care about the the rebels in this at all
1: at all. all. No, no, but the thing is I I think uh, I cared about Goo Guy for a bit until then I have holes. But you're yeah, supposed to care
2: about it. them because uh, uh is telling you you're supposed to care about them, right? The same way we're telling you that that Kang is scary, Kang's really scary. Everyone yeah. Kang's really scary, but it is the definition of of, of tell instead of showing. Uh, we only see the one time we do see Kang. He is very intimidating, and I wish we had more of that. Like when he's freezing people and like moving them around, I'm like, that's fucking scary, and it's twisted. And he kind of, you can kind of tell it's a little bit of him that like gets off on it, not not in like a hardcore way, but he loves the power of what he has. That's the thing. That's cool. We should see more of that. But instead, we just get a bunch of rebels who are like, "Kang, is this big deal?" Yeah, but no. Big but here's deal.
1: here's another problem though. It's uh, we're introducing Kang, who can do all these cool things. guess what this whole new crew of people that we don't know and don't care about can also do a whole bunch of cool things that we don't know yeah one can mind read one can do this one guy was it was that was but but it's funny and cool and stuff but it's like i just think they did such a disservice to kang the conqueror because they put us in the quantum realm to introduce kang which by the way kang is not an ant-man villain like what this movie did this is not based on the comics this is a new idea Mm -hmm. and He's just an Avengers villain, right? Uh, he's, he's been, he originally originated in Fantastic Four, but then like he is an Avengers level threat, but he's also a, one of the more iconic That's Right, things. He has that big Reed Richards sort of. He's the, he's a Richards. Yeah. And the um oh. young Avengers with Cassie as like one of the main uh, opponents, the, the, the protagonist against a version of Kang is one of the more iconic Kang storylines. And so Already, we're in here, and they're just throwing it all in. And I thought, oh, this is going to be an inspired choice by the MCU. They clearly are going to build to something and do something here. And I think what they did instead was weaken Kang the Conqueror because he's doing such cool shit. But we're also introduced to a new cast of side characters that do cool things that had we known about for a couple projects, movies, even in the background, and then we see them die in this war, that would have meant something. Instead, this just builds to two separate sides Doing cool things against each other. They are bacteria. That negates (laughs) the coolness of it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, We
2: set up uh, at this point, uh, Janet at some point comes clean. She talks about Kenny. She talks about how he was there. His ship crashed. He's got this uh, energy source that can basically take his ship anywhere he wants to go in the multiverse, multidimensional, anywhere. Uh, And this thing is super important. Of course, she's like, we spent years trying to help him fix it. Did they make out a couple times? I don't know. We set up that she made out with Bill Murray, and Jonathan Majors is literally 500 times better looking than Bill Murray. In my in, in my mind's eye, in my mind canon, mm-hmm. they made out a couple times.
1: I, I am almost positive they have a the kid together. Really? Yeah. I mean, that is not from the comics at all. But like, that would be incredible. I, with how they set this up, I think that that's going to be a yeah. gag at the least, a major villain or major superhero at some point. That'd be cool.
2: Because I'll say I like the scenes between them. I think Jonathan Majors and I mean my big criticism of uh, the prior movies is that we didn't really let Michelle Pfeiffer have any good scenes. Uh, we had a, we let her have scenes in this, uh, but the ones that really stick out of are, are, are those moments, especially that moment where she touches the energy source and it shows yeah. her every single thing that he has done up until this point because it's going through all of like the the, the thing. Yeah, anyway, and dude, it's just fucking he con- shocking. He's conquered the
0: the, the and she's horrified and she plays that moment great. Like the. L- like just take a dump on me with lore. You know what I mean? Like these Please. these King Lord sit dumps. In the lore then and fart? These King Lord dumps, because of just how great Jonathan Majors is as at acting. You know, he's just so fucking good. This could have been the whole movie. Mm-hmm. These scenes could have gone on for so long and I would have loved them because it's so been, interesting. Yeah, dude. Would have
2: been a way more interesting movie them stuck there for th- like for that time trying to figure it out and then her realizing slowly that he is a sociopath would, like psychopath. would've been a cool like conqueror, lower field style. And then movie. her having to figure out how to stop him could have been cool. Yeah. Could've been cool. But instead what she does is she takes uh so somehow she ends up taking the energy source after it's built. She grabs it and she bl- she blows it up to the size of presumably i don't know it's very very big and it's very very complicated in there and despite the fact that this guy is incredibly technologically advanced he still has nobody on the in the fucking multiverse can figure out this PIM particle only hank pym knows the secret to this thing nobody can figure it out the guy has mastered time and space but he can't figure out how to make himself just a little it's bit hard. smaller a little you bit you don't bigger. know you don't know Hey, man, andy if you could have one cool piece of tech from the universe would it be the PIM tech and why and would you use it to be six foot two six foot
1: three (laughs) sick Sick. i don't think it's so much that i think it's more that the other variants of himself banished him so he doesn't have access to those things right but he's got the ship
2: right he's got this cool power source and like he's built this other thing and he's got all this other he's got tech that can like freeze people and where they're at so i don't know it just becomes unbelievable that you're like you can do all these cool things and you can't do this one thing you can't shrink your power source back down but again a superhero movie. But I mean, movie. I, think it's, uh, that, I didn't. I didn't bother. This didn't bother me so much. It's yeah. just something I'm thinking out loud.
1: With. Yeah, no, for sure. And I get that. I just think a, that, like, they're, they're, a this allowed. is something that I, I give them credit for, and I don't want to criticize them for because I do think that the idea was the the Kangs knew what he can, which what he should and shouldn't be able to do, mm-hmm. and like gave him some things like we don't give a fuck. Like we want you to thrive. They like, could have killed him. They didn't. They exiled.
2: Him. Why not? Why didn't they kill him
1: Because they didn't. They're one of him. They didn't want to. At are least there As any? far as what we're being so they exile. So okay. So that. But are there any stupid ass kings? <laughs> yeah, oh, a yeah. couple. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There definitely are. No, um, but
0: like not smart ones.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I, it's just interesting because so, they're like, we're gonna banish you, but we're gonna give you a ship that can take you anywhere. Kind of weird. Because uh, if his ship was working, he could have left, right? But I think it's more not the whole point. Him
1: with the ship though.
2: But why? But can he just come right back? Isn't the whole point of this that he's got his power source? So the ship's working. He come right back. The whole point is that he's asking Janet to remake, to make this power source for him. Like, do they know he's going to crash land on this planet and was going to kill his power source?
1: I think it's more that they didn't They didn't plan for Janet being there. They didn't plan for... But, what, but, but follow me, follow me. And again. Two uh-huh. holes in this yeah. if you want. Because um, I'm
2: and legit, I'm with you, I'm I legit confused up. about this. We're, all the kings go, we've got you. We're going to banish you to the quantum realm. Before we do that, we're going to put you in your cool ship that's got this power source that is ultimately,
1: like, super powerful. My read on it was different. I, my read was... Was he was escaping or something? Yeah. That makes he, more sense. He was in the ship, and they did yeah, they something to banish him. They were like, Like, they would have chose to not give him the ship, but, but they, had they the couldn't stop. They had that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes yeah, more yeah, sense. Yeah. Okay, me, I digress.
0: Give me a Taika Waititi short series of, like, <laughs> similar to, like, the, you know, Thor and his roommate sort of thing, but also, like, a Kang who can't multiply eight times, not seven. You know what I mean? Just, like, a normal Kang... What's 8 times 7? 56? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just like a normal fucking Kang who Checks, has a so part time job, doesn't want to work a full time job because it's just a lot of work. <laughs> Kang know? is like, it'd be so awesome. They're like, Kang,
2: hey, if you just applied yourself a little more, it's like, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. Hey, maybe we'll get that. Yeah. They are still, they're still doing the shorts, right? Um, anyway, uh, we get, we get the, all this backstory for Kang. Uh, at the same time, uh, we've got them going over to get help. They got to get help from, uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's like, nah, I'm a heel obviously. Cause my name is Lord. And it's like, well, who gave you the Lordship? Obviously the conqueror gave you like the emperor gave you the Lordship. That makes sense. Um, man. And then we get it. My second least favorite trope in any action movie. I am being held hostage. Nobody's paying attention to me. I look over. There's a close-up of a gun. I take the gun and I shoot people. I'm a fucking superhero. And that's the only thing I can think to do in these moments. And I'm like, it's okay. I'll allow it once. I'll allow it once, Tim. I got it. But it happens like five fucking times in this movie. They couldn't think of another way for their characters to get away from people that are holding them hostage at gunpoint. But then they just go, cool. What if she's like, uh, I don't know. It punches one person and then takes the gun from the other person and then dies. Okay, cool. Well, let's just keep writing that. We'll get out of this movie as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> I hate to do this again. I'm so sorry. Do guys.
1: it. Can you imagine? And I don't even want to hate on Peyton Reed because I like the Ant-Man movies. I really love what he did in Mandalorian. Can you imagine if this movie was Edgar Wright? What were we robbed of? Can it's you imagine anything, the choreography? Would. Can you imagine the plot? Can you imagine the dialogue? It could have been everything. It could have been Quantum Mania. Wow,
0: that's incredible. Uh, was that? That was pretty that was that much. That was I like really that. good. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, you know, <laughs>
2: anyway, uh, they take Cassie <laughs> and they take uh, Scott. They get they get kidnapped because Modok comes in. They raid the village. That's what I was going to say. Raid the village, kill a bunch of people. I don't care about because I just met him five minutes earlier. And then Modok comes <laughs> and he is the ultimate weapon. And this is where this movie gets fucking crazy. That it should have been. From the jump. I, I love the Modoc. Again, I'm not saying the joke didn't work for me. It absolutely did. I got a kick out of it at the end. All of the Cross's performance is great. It's just when the helmet was up, I found it a little distracting and I think it distracted from the joke. It didn't add to the joke.
0: But this, this adds to my love for Darren Cross. And I, I love that. I like, so I, much for you, Andy. Vindicated. Vindicated. Um, I, it, it
2: was interesting. They had a moment here where Cassie goes, Oh, he's the B guy. Oh, so good. right. Which earlier they brought up, right? In the and car, I was like, "Oh shit! What a great character building moment!" Because Cassie's not a superhero yet, right? She's kind of a wannabe superhero. She's out there protesting. She's getting arrested. She's going through all the most. She has a suit, we but she has a suit. Ugh, I fucking hate that. But but she hasn't been tested yet, right? She hasn't had to face fear like other superheroes have had to face fear. What a great way to set this up! Of like the guy that fucking traumatized you when you were a kid because he attacked you in your bedroom. He's now standing in front of you, and he's trying to kill you. This is
0: you rising, floating in front of you, floating really in front of you small, very really tiny little spot.
2: Which he <laughs> goes, to, everybody grab it they like, their normal hand. Um, but they just didn't really do a lot with that because Cassie's just like, "Oh, okay, he's here. I'll fight him." And it's like, "Oh, you're not scared of this guy that she is
0: literally a- your nightmare." Okay, to be fair, she also g- fucking grew up with gigantic ants. I think she's a seasoned veteran. Sure, but the ants didn't show up when she was five years old in her bedroom
2: in a fucking scary-ass suit and literally hold her hostage and try to kill her. I think it all blurs together. It does all blur Big together. Ants. I forget what you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, he's there. He takes him back. He's the ultimate weapon. Well, I'm the ultimate weapon. And uh, he, he blows everyone up and takes him back to Kang. And we got our first scene with Kang here. And Jonathan Majors is cool. He's cool. Oh. And he's, he's... I think he's playing this character great. Again, very excited to see where they're going to so take him. good,
1: man. They shoot him different. They treat it differently when he's on screen. Like... Yeah. Him awesome. walking in and you see the camera starts with his like reflection on the floor and it going up. It's like, oh damn. Like I there's a say. gravitas to it that like again, I, I I we got caught up in it, and I even saw in the chat that like Josh, Josh it, Brolin was uh Thanos in Guardians, but like it's a small bit, whatever. But the my point being that like we didn't get Thanos till Infinity War. Yeah. And um here it's like he's king. Like Jonathan Majors, like there's a there's something here that we don't get from other MCU villains. Like I can't even think of one to bring to mind. Like Killmonger, he's great in his own right, but like this feels different. This feels like oh shit, like your reflection's scary.
2: I uh, I want to give a shout out to his suit,
1: which I think he has here. It's incredible. One of the coolest
2: design awesome. suits. Period. Period. The and intricacy in, like, the, the sort of texture of it. The gold pops. The fact that it's scars kind of iridescent, in space, All that stuff. I'm, I'm so
0: happy bright. that we're past the point of, like, the mid-2000s. We can't have super comically accurate, super bright, vibrant colors. Like... If this movie was made in '04, it would have been the most dull purple and no, they would have been leather. Green. All of them would have been in leather suits. They couldn't get up a little burn. Yeah, but it would have been so desaturated. I love how like it's still a bright kind of purple and green color, mm-hmm. uh, and I love this sort of like the the scars on his face kind of almost match up with the the helmet kind of markings which was kind of odd i'm not sure yeah. I think there we're may th- or
1: may not be reasons for that answer. i was gonna but say important note not all, not, oh,
0: okay. all, not all the kings at the end had the scars exactly right? so very most important
2: be,
1: point nick
0: interesting, oh, yeah. interesting weird interesting first yes I, I hated that first post-credit scene we'll talk about that i'll later. talk about that later anything. you're uh, wrong
1: but I also understand. Yeah, am so dumb. I
0: was like, why is he it like is a Chinese Tom emperor? <laughs> it is, so okay? okay? is so weird,
2: Okay? It is so weird. So he's like, Scott, listen, man, we could be cool. Let's strike a bargain here. You help me shrink this thing back down. You're the only person that can do this. There's no possible way I could take that suit off you and do it myself. You are the only person that knows how to shrink down smaller than, which, again, to me, I'm like, can you get smaller than the quantum realm? I guess you can. I thought we said this is the only, doesn't matter. Um, it starts breaking my brain when I start thinking about it, right? It's like time dilation, time travel. Um, you do this, or I'll kill Cassie. It's like, all right, cool. Well, he's like, uh, cool. Here we are. So he goes, here we go. We're gonna do it. Uh, and off we go. He has to dive into the big ball, and he has to go in between. He's so small that he can get, he can navigate through the big ball, so he can get there, and then he can throw his little blue discs on there uh, and, and shrink, the, or the red discs on there and shrink the thing back down because blue makes things explode, right? Doesn't matter. One one makes things explode. One things makes something shrink, and the other thing makes something melancholy. Um, so he gets down there, and oh, he's like, "Be careful though," because Modok's like, "You're not gonna like what you find down there." And this is where this this scene I think to me was super fun and super cool and, and creative, where he's like, he splits apart, and he's like, it's "What's amazing. going on?" It's every time you make a decision, it splits into another version of what you could be.
1: Are you just yawning? Just yawning. Oh, I thought you were about no. to make a point. No. I thought you were oh, about no. to say something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yawning. I'm so with you. I fucking love this. Cool. I, I thought it was this so This is what I expected cool. of this movie. Exactly. This is mania. Like, Man. this is it. And Man. I don't think The baskin Robbins version. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> fucking hilarious. hilarious. I don't, I don't think it. they set this up enough. And I, I don't think they explained it enough. I wanted more lore. I wanted more reasoning for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a better payoff. Like, we watched the trailer and we're like, oh, my God. The Wasp. Like- Every choice she makes is to save him. Like, it's so cool. And this movie, like, just doesn't, it does that. But it doesn't drive it home in an emotional way. Like, this is such a great scenario for cinematics, for comedy, for emotional impact. And I think that they just didn't nail the execution. Like, I loved what they did. But like I should have loved it a lot more than Mm. I actually did. This should
0: have felt like a Nolan movie. Uh, With like pulsating music and like drama and you were feeling tension and it 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 was a cool visual spectacle. Like I really I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but it could have been so much more.
1: It felt like a a moment that we're not gonna talk about in five years. And this should have been a moment that it was like MCU. This was, it. we talk about Dr. Mario Strange, 128 Doctor for sure. <laughs> but Dr. Strange getting hit through in the first time he really yeah. learns like what it all means. That's what this should have been. Instead. This was kind of nifty.
0: Yeah, I agree. Matthew I enjoyed McCona- it. Matthew McConaughey going through the black hole. That's
2: nothing's ever going to be like that again, but
0: Murph. you also don't have
2: nearly the emotional uh, impact of that because you don't have two hours of the insanity that happened. And you know, still are leading up to that. I cry every time I watch that movie. I watch it on planes a lot, so I cry a lot on planes. I watch Endgame, then that, and then I watch The Departed just to mellow me out and see what a shitty movie is.
1: I just want everyone (laughs) to understand that (laughs) Eddie can just
0: fucking do that. I fucking hate Nick so much, and I just... (laughs) just (laughs) hate
3: I
2: hate Uh, working with you. I know it. I know
0: it. Can't get away. (laughs) Today, (laughs) I brought up the department He immediately goes, what is it? Is it a comedy? And I go, why is that always the thing you go to? Goodfellas has a lot of comedic moments. Why is this the one you have a problem with having comedic moments? Is it a comedy? What is it? How am I supposed to feel (laughs)
2: We'll just I muscle fucking muscle hate, muscle. hate him Damn. Tonally it's off <laughs> Tonally it's off in parts That's all I'll say uh, So he gets in there And all this, everything goes starts going. And Darren's Delighting in this Because he's like I told I told you He was going to fail And he, of course He doesn't end up failing Because Cassie's like Dad And he's like Oh Cassie <laughs> And then they all They all decide We're going to work together To save Cassie Because that's what All of them want Every single one of him The possible persons He could be All want to save his daughter Which so is great
1: fucking great And again Just that's a moment Where I'm like This is so good good yeah but it doesn't feel good it didn't feel good to me it felt like cool on script this is great how you showed it yep. the music and how it all came together it's okay i don't think it was bad i just it should have been great uh of course janet comes too because they forgot
2: she was in this movie so they had to give her something to do oh. uh and she comes she yeah. says it wasn't janet it was fucking hope hope not janet yeah, sorry hope that's what i meant you'd forget but
0: yeah you know. uh, <laughs> uh, sorry
2: Where's are <Hope> scott <laughs> My aunts, my aunts. <laughs> uh, of course, a, another w- weird moment where he goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to shoot the little psh. She shoots the little thing onto the thing and it can't get through. So the solution to that is just shoot 40 more through bef- so it can get through. And it's like, okay, I'm sure there's a reason for that, but just not fun and should have been backed up by something we learned in, in Act 1, but we didn't. Uh, anyway, the thing shrieks back down
0: and uh, Kang, sure enough, is like, hey, man, you're, you're right about that, by the way. I when the first embiggening thing or whatever or shrinking thing fails, I go, oh, what's going to be the solution here?" Yeah, I didn't expect just do more of the do same thing. Yeah, I, right, I, I um, expected it. This thing has failed. Oh fuck, we got to do what something now. Think quick. What's the solution going to
2: be? Like VR. him jamming the thing into his regulator. Was what I was looking for, yeah. Something like yeah. that, where like we sort of set it up that the regulator don't tamper with the regulator, don't tamper with the regulator, and of course, don't cross the streams, don't cross the streams. That's going to be the fucking answer at the end of it. We didn't even have anything like that at all. They were just like, get in there, get the job done, and the riders were like, we don't know, just show more. There's still that's more, fine. Yeah, uh, we don't know, p- p- pick the gun up and kick the guy. Uh, we don't know, you know, it's like it's just kind of a little bit lazy. Um, anyway, of course, Kang reneges and he's like, actually, does he? I don't know because Scott's like, you, we had a deal. But then they try to, like, not give him the power source, right? So it's kind of like Scott was the Scott. one that, that, that went back on the <laughs> deal anyway. <laughs> I want to smoke a little bit more and see if I can get there naturally as the Michael Dun-
0: Wait, hold on. Scott. He's doing oh, it. He's oh. doing the ear thing. Andy, please explain. The whole time he, w- he told me he wasn't going to do it. He, but Yeah, he kept- but now, now I'm equated to the Ferengi. No, Nick. He's, from Star he, Trek Deep Space Nine. You kept saying it's the Ferengi thing. I don't want to do the Ferengi thing. You're going to prank me. You're going to prank me, Andy. But in order to to hear how your voice sounds to other people, whenever you hear yourself on a recording and you go, wow, I sound weird. Why do I sound so weird on that video? It's because you're hearing the way you actually sound to other people. The only reason you sound different to yourself is because your bones vibrate your skull and your eardrums. So what you got to do in order to alleviate that, you put your hands, make make your hands like a flat, right? And you put them on the side of your head, like covering up your ears. Do it, Tim. And then you just sound different, Scott, 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 Scott,
2: Scott. <laughs> you know, see, I can't wait for me to tell you this a year from now, like I discovered it. Oh my god! And then to have he's you fucking going to Andy, and then to have you discredit it and be like, Nah, that was discredited. <laughs> it's true too. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the game is afoot, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, because uh, all hell breaks loose, and they're like, nah, nah, nah. And then Cass is like, I got a great idea. I'll tell everyone. Now is the time for the revolution. Even though I don't really know if now's the time for revolution. And he's got thousands, I mean, thousands of soldier robot soldiers here that could easily kill all these people. But it doesn't matter. She puts the call out on the space radio, the, the multiverse radio, or, or quantum radio. It's, get get here, Valkyrie lady. Get here, Goo uh, Guy. Get here, buildings that can talk. Let's go. Now now is the time. The time is now. We're, we're ready. We're storming the capital. No, that's not the way to say that. Nope. No, 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 no. That's not the right way to say that. I mean, technically, they did. She's like, where we go
0: one, we go all. Yeah. (laughs) is coming.
2: We're we're taking on Kang, is what she said. That was the time. We're we're, we're going to overthrow Kang. great. That's great. Um, (laughs) And this is where I start to get a little disappointed with Kang. Because, uh, obviously... You know what talks about that, Nick? What's that?
1: Is this is the point that people are appreciating Kang. Like, this this should be Kang's moment. And, like, this is where Kang is in the movie. And, like, I am not that impressed i'm not impressed at all and again
2: you can you can tell me that he doesn't have his tech you can tell me this you can tell me that and i get it but the reality is this character should have eased like we should have had the moment where it's like is he are they gonna beat him they're gonna beat him oh they're not gonna beat him oh he's playing for this oh he's five steps ahead of them but instead it seems like his only power but also I don't know why he couldn't use the power where he could like move people around because he just thought he just I guess forgot that, that was he had in that
0: jail, I thought. I thought that was like a jail. Is that jail his jail thing? cell thing? It was part of his suit though. He could do it. He like controlled it with. Oh his really? Suit. I thought it was like when, when these people are captive, I can similar to like uh, oh, never mind. I, I was thinking the, the little jail that Doctor Strange had inside of um, No Way Home. Never mind. Mm, I thought well, that was a jail thing. I thought it was just It like, might be. It I was expecting
2: um, I was expecting some Magneto shit here. I was expecting him to be like, "There's just no one that's gonna get close to me. There's nothing, nothing you, can, nothing these these peons can throw at me. These 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 rebels. I'm just gonna fucking murder all of them easily." And instead, we do get the beat where Scott's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get killed," and then my ants come back, and he's like, "Sky, he's a scot. My ants live for a thousand years, and now they're super smart." I was <laughs> like, "Shouldn't we be scared about that? Do we really want to empower ants? I don't know. Historical. I don't know anymore. Miracle,
0: like." An audible laughing moment from, and I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be that way. I don't think it is either. You you know what this movie, you know what the movie
2: needed? The movie needed the second that Scott goes, I'm going to get big and I'm going to break through this thing and I'm going to stop the big spinny thing from allowing uh, Kang to move up. And Kang, we needed to see that and see how fucking badass Scott was and then have Kang be like, and just fucking put his ass down. But instead, King's like, oh, like he fights him a little bit and he gets slammed in there. And it's like, oh, he kind of got, he kind of got fucked up. Like Loki got fucked up when he went against the Hulk, which made us laugh at Loki. Like we laughed at that when Hulk grabs him and some fucking ragdolls and We're like, oh, Loki's a joke now. He's not ever going to be as scary as he was leading up to this. Not that Loki was all that scary, but you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, um, I would have loved, like, maybe uh, I'm going to stomp you with my foot and then boom, knock his fucking... Right. His Hulk falls right? back. Like you know, the, like the he the, use his, like, blue blast or whatever. But, no sense of
1: scale. That's what it
0: is. Yeah, yeah. Um We, we need that beating like Ragnarok where he's like, Hulk no and Hulk just goes at the the Ragnarok monster. But man, the, the the moment with uh like Scott, my aunts have they've they were they've been down here the whole time, Scott. And they've They got it, topped in a, a time vortex. They've lived thousands of
2: generations and years. A civil, like, They're so smart.
0: It is it, it is the most baffling thing that's happened, that I've witnessed in a movie in a long time. Just a movie. It's, like, <laughs> not a Marvel movie. I'm with you, man. And, like... It breaks ag- my heart. Again, it just, it's it's such an odd decision that I wouldn't expect an MCU movie to make, unless it's, like, a Ragnarok level movie where, you know, the Grand Emperor has a sex ship that he just bangs people on his birthday. Like, those decisions kind of make sense in those movies. Here, mm-hmm. just... I, I, I Like, the, the audience, I hear
1: Roger laughing by me, and, I, and I'm laughing like, this is fucking ridiculous. This was laughing at. I don't think <laughs> yeah. any, like, honestly, let, let me know if I'm wrong. No. I don't think anybody Good is going to think this was cool or hype. Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments, but, like, this is the type of shit I live for. Like, Lord of the Rings, I will take it or leave it on that franchise for who I am. But when the fucking, and you have to tell me who they are, the of Lords of Rohan, of Rohan or Riders whatever Rohan. the hell. Oh, the
0: Riders of Rohan, yeah.
1: When they fucking come through, I'm like...
0: Oh, you mean like the Ghost Army?
1: The Ghost Army, all that shit. All that stuff is so great. I always love when like you forgot about these motherfuckers. This is great. The ants coming for Hank Pym? Could be amazing. Could have been amazing. Here's the thing. I think it would have been
0: a bit more... I, I think I'd think it was less of a joke if it was just a shitload of fucking ants I got pulled in from his world. It's the added thing of... They've lived for thousands of years. They have, uh, uh, they have civilizations, and like
1: they've been talking to me this whole movie, but we haven't seen it. Like when they did the whole thing, a little bit. But like, but that's the thing is, like, we did a little bit only because like it was very obnoxious that they were building something in like not a cool way. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Had it been like a fun look through the movie, you didn't notice this. But the next rewatch, you're gonna notice it. Instead, it was like super obvious, and it was like. What are you doing here? Are you building the ant thing? Oh, my God, you built the ant thing. This is so dumb. This is so fucking dumb.
0: I, I thought it was hilarious, and uh, then it does play into some actual good comedy of, you know, like, you know, uh, hey, knock socialism all you want. I think that they, like, that, I, that's I a good beat. Great that's jokes. Like, that's fucking good comedy. great And jokes. this movie is filled with a lot of great fucking it jokes. I, I don't want to act like I hate this movie 100%. I think this movie's good. I, I stand by I think it's good. Like, I, um, I... Think I enjoy as much things as I equally on the other side as I don't like. I think this movie is filled with a lot of really good fucking humor. It's just sometimes you're also laughing at stuff that shouldn't be funny.
2: Well, it's also just another one of those things. Like, it's just did Michael Douglas need to be in this movie? Did this character need to be in this? I don't know. Did he really do anything? Did he need to be sucked into the quantum world? That's the I pr- think that's, that's the thing, thing. Is like, did, did yeah. he need to? Right? Did like to a degree? Did Hope need to? Yes, maybe. I don't know. But I would have rather Hope if this it didn't be in the movie. I would have Here. rather this been Cassie and Scott and we explored their relationship where they're right now. As Cassie is on the, you know, is coming into her own as someone who wants to do good in the world and has a super suit. And I, I like the beats where she doesn't necessarily know how to use them. But I just feel like Scott is a little bit too forgiving of her. In in these moments, but I, I don't know. I guess I guess he knows she's a good person. But the the the, uh, the big problem I have is when she goes off against MODOK later. Again, I brought it up earlier a little bit, but I, I wish this had given us more. I wish she had more reason to doubt herself in this moment and come up against this guy that she had been terrified of before. But instead, she that treats wasn't it, really built
0: in enough, though. I don't think like, no, but I, I
2: think they could have done something like oh, that sure, because yeah. she, her whole thing here is trying to figure out how to be a hero. That like her father, right? I mean, she's like, I want to, I got the suit. I'm doing these cool things. I don't really know how to use the suit yet. And I'm fucking up a little bit, which I like, that's good. Um, But then she fights MODOK and kind of doesn't really, we we don't, we kind of see her struggle a little bit here and there, but she's like, I'll just get big and fucking punt him across the the floor. And then she's like, don't be a dick. And he's like, okay, I'll not be a dick anymore, which that part I actually thought was pretty funny. Um, I think they could have done more with Cassie. And I think they could have done more with that if she had spent more time with Scott and it had been about them going on an adventure together. but We have six other characters that are here that we have to deal with. Uh, anyway, she's like, don't be a dick. And he's like, you're right. I don't have to be a dick anymore. And so he comes at the very, very last minute uh, as the answer cresting and all of a stuff happened. And he stops Kang. The crust. That was a dope way to put that. Thank you. Um, I forget how all of it goes down, but Kang gets. Uh, Kang has like a. Little oh, he's got force the thing. Yeah, that's up. right. And Modok pushes through it.
0: Yeah, and crash lands. Says, I'm not a dick anymore, or whatever yeah. the fuck. And his little. Which I didn't really line. like that part, but I. But everything following this, dejected, on the verge of death, Modok on the ground leads to. Some of the most I've ever laughed in an MCU movie. Like up there with up there with the funniest parts in Thor Ragnarok where I'm just like close to crying of laughter, him and every line got funnier and ending with It's well it starts with it starts with Hope seeing him for the first time,
2: right? (laughs) And she's like, cross? Oh. <laughs> like, it's <just> weird, right? <laughs> and everyone has... What is, what's funny is everyone has the same reaction, like, what the fuck happened to you? Why do you look like Michael this? Douglas ha- has the same reaction. Uh, uh Scott, Scott Paul Rudd has it. And then Hope yeah. having that final one where she's like, whoa, what is going on there? Uh, he has the moment of uh, very normal hands, very normal man hands or something like that. And then uh, just the end moment <laughs> where he's like, at least I'll have died an Avenger. <laughs> And Paul
1: Rudd's like, well, you know what? Sure. Sure. <laughs> and Paul Rudd being the one to say, it's so good. So funny. Yeah. yeah, It's yeah. so
0: freaking good. That was man. a great
1: moment
2: in this. Um, and then, uh, huzzah, oh, I, I guess uh, Kane comes back at the end. Well, they no, no, no.
0: no. But it's before that. It's like, you're always like a brother to me. <laughs> He's like,
1: was I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really funny. Really funny. I fucking, him. I love the MODOK they gave us in this movie. I'm so you disappointed. Hair. That's right. <laughs> You cut your hair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they even talk shit. <laughs> I can't talk shit. I can't talk shit either. This is a good part of the movie, man.
0: Um,
2: they put the little uh, engine back together, and they they start up the little uh, the little portal that brings them back to reality, and everyone gets sucked through except for Ant Man, who Kang, of course, comes back for one final kill uh, at the end, and they fight, and his his shirt's torn. Now we can see his jacked out arm, and uh, uh, they keep kicking each other's asses, and I, I keep thinking to myself this is so disappointing that it just kind of boiled down to a
1: fist fight between these two guys let me take a second here this is a moment in this movie that i really have to start questioning movies at this point and superhero movies and where we're at where we are 40 projects into the mcu 15 projects into the dc eu whatever it is like all of the different superhero movies that we've had there's been good there's been bad there's been morbius there's been endgame like how there was good, bad, and then there's Morbius. That's yeah, in its own 100%. section. Hundred <laughs> percent, it definitely is. But we're getting a lot of those, and we've gotten a lot of those. Catwoman, whatever. But we we've had so much that we have so many expectations, lofty expectations for what we expect from specifically a Marvel Studios movie project, the start of Phase Five, and for it to end here, where the moment starts of them facing off, Scott Lang and Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Not he who remains, not a different variant, the one from Kang. Mm-hmm. And it ends in a fist fight and them going through, and the whole time I'm watching this, I'm feeling nothing. My only question going through my mind is, is someone going to die? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about who what's it is. actually happening or who, it's just like, just it. what's the result of end. this?
0: I... The only reason I'll, I'll, I'll rebut that... I'll appreciate this, yes. It was the brutal nature of the punches. I was... Oh, he's still in shape in Creed three. Sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got that right hook. I, I was just... I, I enjoyed the... Sort of this callback to you're out of your league, Scott. Like, hey, look at me and look at you. Like, we had that you're out of your league moment way earlier in the movie. And then seeing it now, we kind of truly see why he's out of his league because suits are gone. There's no superpowers. And Paul Rudd is getting his skull punched off, like almost. And I just kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed the violence here. Apparently, is it true that they cut out a lot of the violence I heard? That, That this movie was supposed to be a bit more brutal in some moments? I feel like maybe those moments would have been here. I, I kind of enjoyed this fight because I legitimately thought like, okay, this is this is where they kill off Scott Lane.
1: I feel what you're saying. You got punched, Scott. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't feel it. Like, I wish we saw more because like to Nick's point earlier, I at no point in this thought that Scott was really in any danger. No. Like he was getting punched and yes, there's blood that we don't see normally and it felt more like Iron Man, Captain America in Civil War. But like, I thought when... That fight had held the the shield up and yeah. was like, or sorry, Captain America held the movie. shield about to like, uh, and it's like we knew and like there was this whole like question of what's gonna happen and it, he hit it in the fucking thing and it was like oh my god, that was powerful. With this, there was no moment like that. It was, he was just being punch, 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 punch hard. But also, he was like, I'm gonna still fight. He's still Ant Man, and we've seen in Ant Man One, he's a fighter. Scott Lang, this suit is just extra shit tech for him. He doesn't need tech. He right. can. Do parkour. He's a parkour guy. (laughs) He can fucking fight. You know, he can do all this stuff. So him getting physically beaten down and then it ending the way it did. It's like, I don't know. This didn't, it didn't have impact for me. That's the word impact. There wasn't any for me here
2: me neither uh and then i think he goes uh, i'm just gonna throw a bunch of the big and small things at the at the thing and it's gonna suck you into it and then he gets sucked in and then he's done and maybe he'll come back as a weird modok with a bad effect on his face because that's what happens when you get sucked into the quantum realm the wrong way uh and then scott's like dang i'm stuck here and then i was dude, like oh shit be like
0: instead of a big head it's gonna be a massive torso and the muscles are gonna be so big it's
2: gonna be two arms two disembodied
0: jacked out arms <laughs> floating around Uh,
2: And then I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is interesting. He's stranded there. There's no way they could possibly get him back. He's going to have to be stuck in the quantum realm like Janet was stuck there for 30 years. And they go, no, we just opened the door right back up.
1: And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Come right back through. And to this movie's quote unquote credit, I could have never seen this ending coming. Period. Yeah. We would have all been like, who's going to die in this movie? And we would all said at least somebody. Yeah. Something's, or someone's gonna either die M-Modor or be dude, stuck in oh uh, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> stuck in the, the quantum realm, right? I'm talking main cast of Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, either Ant Men or Ant or Wasps of Generations. Something's gonna happen. Death mm-hmm. or stuck. Keep Here. them. All. Nope. They're all alive. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And legitimately, the way this movie ends with you're about to get to, you but You can't kill me, Scott. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking like paul rudd walking down the street like and like questioning like oh fuck he's coming after me i actually think this is really 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 cool but i just wish it happened 10 movies ago not right where yeah. we're at right dude now. I, I i
0: i thought that and, that outro was pretty neat only because it reminded me of how unsettling a lot of those what is real moments in wandavision were mm-hmm. and you know, here he is, happy-go-lucky, kind of mirroring the intro of the movie, waving at people, and then the existential dread hits, and holy fuck, is that dude still out there? And I thought the movie was going to end a lot more. I thought they were just going to keep going down that road. I wish they did. And I, I wanted it to, because I love the vibe whenever that happens in movies, and um ended with a really dumb joke about the cake. They had a bad joke about the cake, yeah.
2: and that was it. <laughs> and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp and all the rest of the cast from Quantumania. Uh, We get the mid-credit sequence here where uh, the Council of Kings uh, has gotten together and they said the Conqueror is dead. The the, the, The guy we threw into the Quantum, he's dead. So now we can start our grand plan. Why we couldn't start it before... Maybe Tim can answer that question, because uh, this guy was in the quantum realm and, and there, but now he's dead, so now we can we can do whatever the heck we want. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do. And there's four a bunch of different variants, and they're very happy. Everyone's super stoked that the Conqueror is dead because now they can everyone can rise up together and find all their um all their Morties.
1: All their Mortys. Ragu. Bagu. Before we get to that, we do have a post credits scene. Yeah, Andy, what the fuck? How are you gonna rush through these post credits? We gonna talk about.
2: (laughs) I knew what you you were going with. Wow! Didn't quite get there. Uh, And then, of course, we have a banger of a post-credit sequence. We got Loki and wow uh, back Mobius. Mobius back from the Loki show, and they're they're in the 1920s, and they're seeing Kang uh, doing some cool like Nikolai Tesla style stuff there, and they're like, should we? But what, are they, they want to kill him or something like what are we gonna do here I, I forgot what the variant well was. so it's
1: Victor timely who's right. one of the Kang variants and he is explaining like uh how time could work and whatever and you see Loki and Mobius in the audience and Mobius is like is this the person that that we're so scared well, of like he see, didn't seen that so int- so intimidating wow yeah. it seems pretty cool wow.
3: yeah
2: and Loki's He's like, like a nice no, guy no, no, wow. no. like
1: this is him and like it's that scary and so yeah that's leading into Loki season two we already know that mm. um But yeah, I love these two post-credit scenes. They are, this is the first time in a MCU movie we've gotten two serious post-credits, like actual leading into something else in a while. Like I can't think of anything else in recent memory. Like there's been a couple things that haven't resulted in anything yet. And we'll see Hercules eventually. We'll see fucking Harry Styles maybe in some Eternals thing. But like, I love that this was like, no, these are direct setup. There will be payoff we know for a fact this will be dealt with um post credits and i love that type of stuff no jokes no like hilarious fucking captain america this is patience or whatever these are just setups for new projects which i want to see more of um and the first post credits being so comic accurate this is from the council of kang's comic you see uh all the different kanks that they have the auditorium full of them it's a little goofy if you don't have the context yeah i get it it's it feels weird um but seeing jonathan majors in this many roles is exciting no matter how you look at it uh knowing who the main ones that are talking the reverence that the audience has for those i think is great seeing the the um way they teleport in which is like the like blue square thing that comes over them which being the same thing we see uh Reed Richards in Multiverse of Madness That's come in right. on yeah. of John Krasinski. That's Same right. shit. Kang being a descendant of Mr. Fantastic. Like, I love that stuff. Like being a fucking comic nerd, I ate this shit up. I think it's great. Being a Loki season one nerd, I love that show. I loved how they did like the, the plot and the lore of it all. Uh, He Who Remains, all that shit. Seeing the second one, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I love that they're giving. A show, a post credit in one of the most major movies, giving like power to uh, season two of the show. So sure. I was all about this stuff. Very cool. Raghu, Bagu. Oh no! Let me do it again. Raghu,
0: Bagu. There you go. What's <laughs> up,
2: everybody? Welcome back, guys. Talk bad guys here for the MCU, the longest list we have in the history of this company. Tim, do you want to pull it up? Do you have that list? Mm-hmm. He's an S tier. I do have the list.
1: Just read as um, the S tier, I think, right? What do you think is going to go A or S? Legitimately? Yeah. I'm debating between those two. Wow. Cuz like oh. I think the promise of him is amazing. Yeah. I think what we're going to get is going to be great. I think what Kang the Conqueror was given both writing-wise and choreography-wise in this movie is very good, but I don't think it's as high as it could have been. Yeah. Um having said that, I don't think that villains are the best part of the MCU. So I think that it's still very, very, very high. I am between S and A tier, so that's the spot I'm putting it in. I don't know whether I put it in S or A though. So the bottom of S is Scarlet Witch in uh, Multiverse of Madness, and <laughs> the top of A is He Who Remains from Loki. Mm. <laughs> Didn't expect that, but I'd put him. I put him right above that. I put him right underneath Scarlet Witch. I
2: think that I, I'm right there with you. I loved him. Thank I you think it's great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very Bear excited. up
0: images to kind of remind us and put us in our place. I get it. Uh, I liked him.
2: I liked a lot of the setup stuff. I just didn't find him. He just didn't have the impact that I hoped he would have. He wasn't as scary. He wasn't scary, and he needed to be scarier. They needed to have, find a situation for us to really be running from this guy the entire time, and we just didn't. We just beat him with a fist fight, basically.
1: I, I think that— You know what? I take it back. I just want to say I think he who remains above it. This one's right below that. Really? You think it's the TVA? So it's he who remains in the TVA. I think that's above this movie. I just, I just think that
0: the line delivery and scariness puts. I, I'd put him above. What, what's above Scarlet Witch?
1: Gobby and crew. From No Way Home.
0: Oh my God! I thought he was gonna.
2: Say, I thought he said Dobby from fucking God, Harry Dobby Potter. I was like, body.
1: Why did he put that character? In there?
0: Um, I'd put it. Uh, you know what? I'd put it at the top of A above He Who Remains. That's where I put it. Too. That's where it goes. Yep. Okay,
1: then. So we have.
2: He just has more to do in this one. He can flex a little bit more in this with his acting chops
0: and his arms. Oh, I disagree so fucking hard. He's such a good actor.
2: Dude. I just did. I did not like his his yeah.
1: Interpretation. And you've been consistent lucky.
2: in that. Which I appreciate. I just did not I didn't particularly care for that I thought it was a little too I don't think he found the character quite there in that one but he did in this one um, yeah but dude, what about that yeah but yeah, look
0: Matt. at that for a second
2: Andy what would you do if I could snap my fingers and you could look like that but at what price what would you give up <laughs> <about> at what <laughs>
0: price
1: here's the question though do we put it in S tier or A tier I think A tier top of A tier I don't think he was quite S tier I I definitely agree A tier yeah
0: I'd say yes but I'm not it. that's fine. There we
1: go. (laughs) There we go. Now it is time to rank the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a tough one. Can we? This we're gonna at least put our votes in. Greg's not here. He is going to be the final vote on this. Um, when the time comes,
0: I I I, I hate our rankings. Right? We all hate our. We all
1: fucking hate the rankings. We
0: all hate our rankings. I'd like to because start. I think that Ant-Man 1 is better sub- substantially better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're wrong. Um I would put this above Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I don't think it's better than the original Ant-Man. So therefore, I'm going to put this above Captain Marvel. <laughs> Of all the things I just said, I'm putting it above.
2: <laughs> I would rank this a little bit higher for me. I think this is better. I enjoyed this way more than Multiverse of Madness, so I put it right above that at 22. Right below Werewolf by Night. Um, I just feel like this was what I wanted—the vibe of Multiverse of Madness to be in it, because it kind of wasn't there. And yeah, the movie fell short a little bit, but I enjoyed it start to finish, even though a lot of it was absurd. Um, the comedy kept me going through and uh, get, get got me through it, and Man. as did Jonathan Major's performance. You know, you know what,
0: Nick? You know what, Nick? What's up, Andy? Man, you're getting me thinking a lot, brother. I like to get you thinking, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. That's why we call them, they call Scott. them the inevitable. Scott. Here's where my. Give here's, him Nick. Scott, here's where I'm going to rank this, Nick. I'm going to, after much deliberation, I'm putting this movie above Hawkeye at number 23.
2: Wow. 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 You got to get the um you got to practice the dry mouth sound that he has now cuz he's kind of old. You know how he kind of yeah. goes he, he can barely get the words out of his mouth. Kenny? Kind of. Mm. It's just it's a common problem that you get when you get
1: over 40, trust me, I know.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Can I see the rankings again? Thank you so much, Barrett. I firmly put this at number 29 under the other two Ant-Man movies. I can't with good conscience put it above either of them. I think they're both Better than this movie in terms of comedy, in terms of lore, in terms of plot, in terms of what they're doing. This movie has a better villain for easily. Not even a fucking question. The villain in the first two. Not the best. Um, I mean, but, it has a
2: villain from the first one.
1: And it does. That's why it's so good. But I, I put that <laughs> in the comedy side. And I think that they nailed the MODOK stuff. Uh, And in terms of comedy, but I think that uh, Kang was fucking fantastic. I can't wait for more of him, him in this movie, a bit of a letdown for me. Um, This movie overall good. I still think that we're in the good tier on a 20 fucking nine and above of these movies. Um, But I do put it at 29, which means we're gonna have to wait for Greg Miller to come through here. When he watches this movie, Uh, we will rank this one properly. Next time we do an MCU in review which will be either Secret Invasion, if it comes out, we don't have a release date yet, or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, The Marvels just got delayed today until November. I was just bringing this up last week of, like, what's happening? It's in July. We don't have a November slot. They fucking moved it. So we're getting three movies. I don't think that's that bad of a thing. Um, Let us know in the comments below what you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Until next time.
0: Have a marvelous day.